Good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are listening from. But it is episode three and we are kicking it off. So good morning, Krista. Good morning. We're both kind of struggle bus, aren't we? Oh, we are. We may say that every single time, actually, because <laughs> it's always <laughs> going to be so far. It's always going to be recording really early in the mornings. So we'll get it together, hopefully mid episode and start sounding a little bit more like ourselves. But um, welcome to Get Salty. Uh, I think in a sugar-coated world, what do you do? You you try to remain salty. So here we are. Yep. First things first, we'll do our little disclaimer. Uh, Megan and I do not claim to be experts, scholars, or anything of that sort. Um, so if we say anything that stirs something up in you, please open your Bible. Get in there. Read the word yourself. We're not here to judge or condemn. We're just sharing our stories, trying to figure this out, uh, figure out our own walk. But let's start with an update on life. Megan, what's going on? Oh, man. Um, so, you know, just doing the things. This week, <clears throat> we're gearing up for Valentine's Day. And so when you teach 10 and 11-year-olds, Valentine's Day is a big deal. It's a big oh, deal to the parents, and it's a big deal to the kids. So really? I the am, parents? Oh, yeah, because we are the first grade level in our district that stops the parent parties, okay? And I know right now everybody knows, like, you know, most people, if you say the parents are, are challenging sometimes um, for teachers, there's none more challenging than when it comes to telling them you can't come to the party. Oh, like, no. <laughs> they don't like that. And so they're real like this is a this is a stressor for those sweet parents that just want to be there. They want to bring the pizza. They want to, you know, like do all the cutesy things. And I love that. But yeah, we had to. This is the first year where we're like, sorry, you can't come to the party. And oh, yeah. Oh, man. There's no parties in fifth grade for us. And they're like, wait, what? So. So, yeah. That's so we're just. Crazy. And then, you know, hormones, it gets weird, guys. I don't know if there's stuff in the milk. I don't know that I'm one of those people, <laughs> but I just, girls are like maturing faster than they did when we grew up. Boys are more awkward sooner. And now everybody's talking about like, who's my Valentine? Um, are we going on a date? And I'm like, you little babies, like, are y'all meeting on Roblox for your dates? Like, what are, what are your dates? <laughs> and then they, yeah. So, but what about you? What is your update? Um, nothing out of the usual. Wyatt got his tonsils removed last Wednesday and wow, in a good way, nothing like we expected. Um, you know, I, a few people, you know, I tell people, Hey, he's getting his tonsils removed. They're like, Oh my gosh, ice cream, popsicles, applesauce, just for days. Like it's going to be the worst. Keep up with the, the pain meds, you know, just be ready to play mom, like mommy, doctor, lots of love, which we've done, but he has been a total champ. Like me and my husband were talking about it, you know, the third day and we were like, I had to check to see if they removed his tonsils because he came home that day eating donuts, pancakes, sausage, like not phased at all. Like if That's anything, wild. he's milking it like mom, <laughs> I, I really need more, more octonauts. And I'm like, oh no, he's going to be the one that's like the man flu. You know, they say like when men, have, when men get sick, it's like the, the man flu. Yes. The biggest like, oh my gosh. But he's, he's doing so good. 
he's been out of school, but we're going to take him to the school today. Gotcha. I think most people lose those tonsils. I wonder when it's going to get to a point where they just like, that's just part of life. Like at at this age, you get your tonsils removed, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know what tonsils are good for outside of catching germs and bacteria. Maybe that's why actually. We need to put in our disclaimer, we're also not medical professionals. So if you're a doctor, Mm -hmm. nurse, or any in between, and you're saying that's exactly why, so that they catch the germs and bacteria before it goes internal into your throat, or Mm -hmm. like, you know, you ingest it and then get even more sick. Almost said that's probably why. Yeah, so I bet that's why. Well, the tonsils do a good job of it because they're always causing sickness. Yeah. Right? Yep. And his his were huge like his voice has changed it's freaking me and my husband now. oh like really he sounds even more like a chipmunk i'm like who's down there who's downstairs talking he you're like quiet. alvin what is it from the chipmunks? <laughs> yes he sounds That's so funny. different but mm. no he's doing he's doing really well That's um, good. and the only other big big update i have is yeah. and i'm not ashamed to say this i took down my christmas trees over the weekend you let and it I, go like I, a long time. I did. Wow. It's, guys, I, it's February 13th. <laughs> wow. Listen, oh. Christmas brings joy and yeah, I does. loved seeing my Christmas tree in my office and around the house. Um, and I don't undecorate them. Learned this from yeah. my mom many years ago, but I keep them decorated and we saran wrap them and put them in our closet. So That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So visiting your mom and her showing us her tree because we always do like a big family production you know as we we put the ornaments on the tree and i do love that but man just that mom like idea like watching your mom do that and being like oh i saran wrap them every Mm -hmm. year so all i have to do is cut that off and then boom it's done i was like oh my gosh that's genius because i would save so much time and she has like 30 trees so there's that too yeah she's like (laughs) i've got one yeah one well <laughs> wait, no go. i have a baby tree too like one of those little like embarrassing baby trees we've got that too <laughs> hey um, that works yeah well so. i'm proud of you for getting the tonsils out and the trees out you you got a lot of you got a lot out recently i got a lot done over the last couple of days yeah you just let it all go so yeah so let us uh recap we are still in our elementary principal series um today is day three of that so we are talking or no day two sorry day two of that which is um faith i almost jumped to baptism but we're not doing that yet well that's a good topic too that that will yeah so that'll be our next uh episode but what is so if we're talking about faith man um krista let's go ahead and start there do you want to go ahead and uh read hebrews 6 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. um reading from the new king james hebrews 6. i said i was going to go there in my bible before and i i didn't um here we are therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of christ let us go on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. So, like Megan said, we are talking about faith toward God as an elementary principle or foundation for um, walking as a Christian. So, nice. what is faith? 
Ooh, faith. Uh, let's start with what is it to us personally? So Krista, what is faith um, to you? Faith to me, mm-hmm. I would say, or I used to think, well, it's it's believing in God. You know, I'm kind of t- touching on our repentance. It's, I believe in God. All right, cool. I'm saved. And now I would say, and I don't know now, I've probably always thought this, but I've changed my response. <laughs> Going to Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, 1, it says, <clears throat> excuse me. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So to me, in other words, faith is the currency of what I'm hoping for. I think hope mm, is probably yeah. the key word there. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily the reality of what I'm living in. It's not my mm. circumstance. Like it doesn't yeah. deny to me, it doesn't deny what I'm going through, right? It doesn't des- deny the fact that I didn't get that job promotion. It doesn't deny that bad doctor's report you got, or mm-hmm. does it deny that, you know, you've lost somebody? Yeah. Um, it's just saying that, or it's meaning that that circumstance doesn't take precedence over my life mm-hmm. or, or my mind or my emotions. Like yeah. I'm not letting it lead me. I'm holding on yeah. to that hope and that faith. Ooh, I like um, that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of that reminds me. We did not talk about this, but it reminds me of that um, Bible quote or Bible quote, Bible verse. Um, I can do all <laughs> things through Christ who strengthens me. It, it goes back to that doesn't mean I can do all things. Like right, I'm not going to go play in the NBA. It's just not for me. Like I'm five two. No. I love basketball guys too, but that's neither here nor there, but I'm not that great. And so I'm never going to do that despite my faith in Christ. But no matter what happens to me, good or bad, like you said, I can get through it through faith in Christ and knowing Mm -hmm. that he will provide, he will, you know, he's, he's, he'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, Romans 8, 28 in all, uh, in all things, God works together for the good. So it's it's putting that hope and that faith in into that. Yeah. That's what I and mean. I love that. I would have said um, back in the day, I would have just said faith is believing in God, like super basic, like faith is believing in God. Mm-hmm. And then I would have said, you know, at deeper level, what what is your faith? Like, are you Christian? Are you, you know, like I would have thought about it like that. Like, what is your faith? Like, what do you believe? Um, but I think since since then reading more being in the word it's so much more than that like faith um faith allows things to happen i don't know how to i don't know just if you read throughout the bible which we'll talk about some of it for sure but but faith wow it's early faith i think really just um just obedience it's believing that God is going to take care of stuff or, you know, it's like a foundation. It's all the things. Faith is a big thing. So we'll talk mm-hmm. through it. I think I'm still struggling to talk. Maybe well, we should make it at nights. <laughs> In the nights. Maybe. Um, but what you said, you know, faith in the Bible, we can read through. I mean, that's why we have the Bible mm-hmm. and the yeah. Old Testament because we, we read these stories of people and we read the things that they went through and mm-hmm. we see how they applied faith and right. the outcomes that came from that. 
like yeah, exactly. and Goliath and things, those stories, they inspire us and they ignite, ignite something in us. It stirs mm-hmm. us up. Right. Yeah. And then we, I mean, we in our own lives have those moments that create and grow our faith that we oh, can yeah. turn back to when things go bad. Right. We create moments of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's where you were going with that. I, I think probably that sounded good. Yes. <laughs> so, that sounded great. So yes, Krista, I will claim that is where I was going. You were for um, sure. Yeah. I, t- I typed out so I can sound real fancy. I typed out that faith is the complete trust and confidence in someone or something. It's typically based on belief rather than proof. And I think that was probably like a definition um, mm-hmm. that I got from somewhere. So belief, um, you know, faith is, is believing based and off hoping. Of, and hoping rather than based off of proof. So um, if we get, if we get down, let's go ahead and start talking about like, um, what the Bible says about faith. So if we start out Old Testament, um, the word imuna, and I have to say it like that because I found a YouTube channel that taught the pronunciation or pronunciations. Is that the right way to say it? And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. So I have to, it's imuna, imuna. And imuna is their word, um, the Hebrew word for faith. And basically it means uh, firmness, steadfastness or trust. So like in Genesis 15, six, when God declared Abraham to have right, or he has righteousness because he had Imuna, like he had such a grand faith, um, unlike, you know, every, anyone else. And so, um, it just translates to faith or belief, but it's a very, it's like a solid faith. Mm -hmm. Um, it's much more than simply just a belief in God, like it's action, like big actions based off of that belief that's firm. So um, it reveals a life full of reliance on God and being obedient is what imuna. And the New Testament um, is the Greek word pistis, <laughs> pistis, which is Greek, and pistis, which reminds me of <laughs> pasties. <laughs> I'm say. Oh okay. You can't pasties. undo that. I know this is the product of being with fifth graders every day, but pistis um, from the Greek translation is, let's see, it's assurance for things hoped for and a conviction of things not seen. So that's in Hebrews 11, 1, and that's referring to pistis, which uh, is faith in the Greek translation. Good deal. I think we... um... What are some examples from the Bible? Oh man, there, there is so many. Really, yeah. As we started talking about this and really thinking about it, there's not. There's. I don't really believe there's a place that I don't think there's a a place in the Bible that you can open and not see faith. Like, like when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about all the different uh, characters and stories in the Bible, and I'm thinking, what did they all have in common? Or what is the overall theme, the overarching theme of every single story? And truly, it's faith. It's not, here's a great man, because many of them are flawed. I spent a lot of time last week just really thinking about David, King King David, um, and his story. And every single character in the Bible is flawed. But the overarching theme, theme again is either their incredible faith or their lack of faith and what God did with that. So 
uh, some of the ones we wrote down, you know, Noah, Noah, poor guy, poor guy, poor Noah. Like poor he's Noah. building, he's building an ark in the desert. <laughs> like people thought he was a weird guy. <laughs> like he's like, I swear it's gonna rain. And they're like, yeah, no. But he had, you know, he had the faith in God, um, to do that. You know, to to do what what others would think is weird. You know, Genesis sixteen, Abraham. Um, they lacked faith for a little bit there and didn't trust God's timing. So they rushed, you know, God said, you're going to have a child. And so they tried to make it happen. That didn't work out. Um, you know, you've got King David, who that's my favorite story. I don't know if I should break off and start talking about that, but yeah, let's dig into that one. I think, so, I think uh, most of us, we like, if you grew up like I did in church, mm -hmm. you know, David and Goliath, like you, it's just. It's yeah. one of the first stories they tell you. Yeah. But well, and, and he's so, such a, I think he's such a complicated um he's such a complicated figure in the Bible. But I think the one thing about David, while he is not perfect by any means, um, like I said, he's a complicated figure in the Bible, but he has a unshakable faith. And that's mm -hmm. throughout I mean, even in the Psalms as you as you read through when he when things happen or he's surrounded by enemies, I mean, he's constantly crying out to God because he, uh, because of his faith, he stands firm and he knows who God is and he knows, you know, God's love for him and that God will provide, God will take care of the situation despite his, his mess ups, which he has many, but I liked, uh, which I don't know if we should talk about it now, but I'll go ahead and do it. Um, the thing that stood out to me and is yes, I'll go to David and Goliath, which I know most people know that story, but I was reading it and it really highlighted in my brain where, you know, he's this little kid and he's talking to King Saul, you know, and this huge giant comes out and the, the Israelites have been dealing with this and he's kind of, you know, Goliath has been baiting them and mocking them and King Saul's supposed to be this big, strong king, you know, and he, he doesn't even want to fight Goliath. You know, he's, he's doubting this. And, and of course, none of the other Israelites do. So they're kind of avoiding it. And David, this young kid, this shepherd boy, who's come just to bring food to his brothers is the only one that stands up and is like, I could take him on. And King Saul's like, all right, good luck, kid. Like, okay. Right. And he start, yeah, he starts, you know, kind of doubting him. And David goes right to the fact of saying, like, I'm a shepherd. And whenever a lion took one of my sheep or whenever a bear tried to take one of my sheep through God, I took, you know, I killed that lion or I killed that bear. And I, if I can do that, how much more can God use me in this? And I just thought that was incredible. And then Saul goes on to give him, he's like, all right, dude, good luck. You know, like, I just can't imagine the interaction where he's like, okay, kid, sounds good. You know, and probably the lack that King, you know, the King Saul probably lacked faith in David in that moment. He's like, yeah, okay. Uh, well, it's crazy. Just to touch on that whole thing, you mm -hmm. told the story, like, you know, he, he basically said, look, I've dealt with these situations before with my mm -hmm. sheep and he, yeah. he had moments where God had been faithful to him. And so yeah. that, that grows our faith. Those moments that we have throughout mm -hmm. life, it grew yeah. with David. Yeah. And, and that's and, why he was able to stand there and be like, mm -hmm, 
let's go. Yeah. He's like, I've seen God work. I know what he can do. And, and I think that's the thing too, which was funny was whenever Saul hands him all this armor, right? All the typical stuff he needs for battle, a mm-hmm. shield, armor, mesh metal, mesh metal, male, male, I don't know, something like that. Okay. And David's like, yeah, I can't really fight with all this because he hadn't been trained up in that. That's mm-hmm. not how God trained him up. That's not how he was prepared. So he dropped it all. You know, I'm sure that the people around him were like, you're an idiot, like even more so than you already are, kid. You're an idiot. You're not going to be prepared. This kid's going out there to die. But he took what he had, you know, his little slingshot and and the stuff that he had been preparing in with God and seeing God move with. And that's really all he needed, even though it looked crazy to the world. And, you know, I'm sure everybody again around him was like this crazy kid. He was already prepared in that using those supplies that God had provided him. And he, you know, he went out there and said, I'm not fighting this giant. God is fighting this giant. I'm taking God with me. This isn't about me. And so just him standing firm in his faith and in it, his whole story, again, you know, I don't want to just stop with David and David fighting Goliath, his whole story of David. It's, it's wild. Um, it makes you question a lot of things, but if you, if you follow and read through the Bible, it's, it's a fascinating look into really a sinner's life because he makes bad choices but he doesn't run from god i think the Corey mm-hmm. asbury artist the christian artist said it best um on his instagram where he man it got in my feels when i watched his little video but he was talking about how king david is his favorite figure and he goes on to say how king david um just found a, found a woman right he's just walking along and he sees a woman on the on the roof and he he uh mm-hmm. Yeah, he like I wants to I be want with that. her. Yeah, he sleeps with her. <laughs> yeah, he sleeps with her, and then he he you know says, "Oh, I made a mistake," and so to when try he to sends her husband off to war, doesn't he? Yeah, to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And then, but instead of running for God, running from God, whenever he messes up and sins, he runs to God, and he's like, "I I I messed up," and he does it again and again and again. So, and I think know, that's why God says, you know, this is a man after my own heart. And mm-hmm. we can see that, like, I mean, if that's, was, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, uh, because, well, because here's, here's the thing with that. Cause I thought about that too, is it's like the reason he's a man of God's own heart is because it wasn't a lack of <clears throat> David's mess ups, right? It wasn't because David was perfect. And that's why mm-hmm. he's like, God, it's not like, here's the perfect specimen. He, because if that were the case, that's Jesus. Like Jesus yeah. is a man of, of God's own heart, but it's because of God's faithfulness, despite our mess ups, you know, that God continues to love us and walk with us through it. Excuse me. I'm going to choke through it. <laughs> like I don't got water earlier than I think I choked on air. Uh, but you know, he like walks with us through whatever we're going through and is faithful despite our mess ups. And same thing. David is faithful to God despite his, you know, despite David's mess ups. And so I think that's, that's why it's a man of his own heart. That's so good. And I I go to the story of in the New Testament with Judas, right? Mm-hmm. He, he betrayed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, he ran away from God. He was so ashamed and he went and he hung himself. Yeah. Um, was it Simon? Simon? That Simon Peter. He denied him three times, right? And then when when Jesus rose from the grave, he said, you know, do you love me? Three Mm -hmm. times. Three times, yeah. And uh, Simon Peter was like, yes, yes, Lord, I love you. 
He said it three times. And the difference between Judas and Simon is Judas ran away and Simon ran to to it to Jesus. Yeah. You know, Lord, yeah. I love you. And it, I love yeah. you. Forgive and me. isn't it isn't it weird how it's kind of more personal, but isn't it weird? I don't know if you do this, where we can see little acts that that of of God. Like we see, you know, these God sentences we've talked about, I think, right? We've talked about God sentences. Um, where it's, you know, things where I'm like, that's not a coincidence. That's God working. You know, there's moments like that or, or things, you know, that, that happen where I'm like that right there. I mean, that's God, mm -hmm. you know, or God answers a prayer. And then, and then it's like, you forget that. Do you have those moments where I'm like, I doubt, or I have moments of doubt. And it's like, Megan, you, did you forget about all these times that God showed up? You know, like I, yeah, I sometimes no. forget it and it's the weirdest thing. Like maybe that's just human nature. It's like, well, I need more proof. You know, like, I need to see and talk to you, God. So, yeah. yeah, I think th that um, doubt in your mind, right, mm -hmm. comes from the enemy. He's coming to say, tell you lies, deceive you. Yeah. But that won't keep, like, your faith in your heart from working. Like, mm -hmm. our, our minds are deceitful. Like, oh. I, I can totally relate. Or you just forget, right? Mm -hmm. You're going through something, you're in the middle of something, and you forget sometimes all of those things that God has, you know, got you through. And um, it's important to hold on to those moments and try to remember them. Yeah, like I, I have a horrible memory, and I started doing that. I started writing down, well, I started, I started, keyword, writing down all the things that I just, you know, I've seen God work um, or places where I've seen God work or answer, you know, prayers that I've seen he's, that he has answered. Um, but then I forgot to continue writing. So, but, but I'll go back yeah. to that because I just remember. That's, and <laughs> so. some people, some people, and it's, we probably should keep a, yeah, like a prayer journal. Yeah. Like in, there was like this challenge, I think I saw it on Instagram or something, and I thought it was a good idea and I didn't do it. But now that we're talking about it, we should. Is you go through and you just write down things every day or like you said, make a list of times mm -hmm. in your life that God's been faithful so that when you're going through stuff, you yeah. can go and look at that and go, oh, yeah, like yeah. I got this. I'm going through it. It just it builds faith. It builds faith because you're like, oh, yeah, and it, and it silences all the doubt. It sound, you know, it silences all the noise. <clears throat> so when you have those moments of doubt where you're like, did God really do that? Did God, you know, was that really God? And you can look back at that and go, uh, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go back to that song, uh, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock mm -hmm. on which I stand, you know, because, yep. you know, life is wild. So I think that's faith is trusting, you know, it's that confidence and trust in God that he will he will meet you where you are, even if it doesn't feel like it. And even if it doesn't seem like it's the right time or his timing's not perfect. You know, if, if he's not doing it, what's that other song? Oh, I think in songs, sorry. But you know, that other song where he says, if, uh, if it's, if it ain't good, he ain't finished. So it's just that yeah. faith in knowing that, um, that he's working. He's always working for our good. Yeah. But that's really good. Um, so yeah, so I think we could sum it up just in the Bible. There's not any place in the Bible, I feel like, that you can't turn to and there's not going to be something with faith. So I would encourage anybody listening is just either go to your favorite Bible study or story, sorry, or just open the Bible, 
you know, and, and start reading the new Testament. The faith is all throughout it. Um, really anywhere in the Bible, Job, if you want to get real negative, (laughs) get real defeated, poor Job in the Bible, all the things happened to him. Everything was taken away and he was tested over and over and over again. But the only thing that remained through all of it was his faith in God. Mm -hmm. And it saw him through. Yeah, he fell down. My pastor taught, uh, told this story at church and he tied it Mm -hmm. into faith and baptisms and moments. Yeah. And, you know, when, when all that happened to Job, like all his children die, mm-hmm. you know, all of his worth, this is worldly things were taken from him. And he says, you know, God has given and God can, God has taken away. Blessed mm-hmm. be the name of the Lord. And he fell to the floor and worshiped God. Yeah. And that crazy. When it all happened. And yeah. He, that. Oh, God. Sorry. I was just, that is incredible faith. Yeah. Like My, think about it. What if, if your babies were taken from you? Yeah, that's crazy. Just everything. You lost your job. Or, you know, I lost my job. I lost my house, you know, and my children or my husband. Like, could I fall to the floor and worship God? That's I a, that's yeah, a hard struggle. I don't know. Because that was one thing back in the day. I remember praying about it. And I don't even want to say it out loud, but I'm going to because I'm going to just be vulnerable. Is that I remember praying back in the day, like, God, I'm going to be all in. Like, I'm going to live life differently. I'm going to walk with you. You know, I'm going to listen when Holy Spirit, you know, talks and moves. But I was like, but if you take my girls, if you take my girls, I'm out. Like, wow. that's where I draw the line. So if you take my children, well, then we're going to have a problem. <laughs> and here I am, like, bartering. And it's funny. It's funny because, and I don't know if this is, relates or maybe we're going off on a tangent, but it's funny because I think back to um, the if conference, I don't remember if it was, it's not this year's if conference. So it's Sadie Robertson. I, I will talk probably about duck dynasty in every single podcast. Cause I love them. But Sadie Robertson, um, she was, she was talking at one of the if conferences. I don't know if it was this past year or the year prior, but she talks about that. And her daughter was really sick and they were traveling a lot. And she said, I remember cause her mom had called her and said, Hey, don't freak out. I'm taking your daughter to the hospital. You know, this and this and this are going on. She's having trouble breathing high fever anyways, but it's okay. And she got in the car and she said, she started bawling and she was so furious. And she's like, here I am God doing all this stuff for you. I'm trusting you. I'm having faith. Like I'm walking out my faith. Um, and you're going to take my child from me. Like, like, no, it, like if that's where we're headed, like if you're going to take my kid, I'm done. I'm out because that's where I draw the line. And, um, which is funny. Cause I had just kind of thought that I kind of hadn't made that agreement with God. Like, okay, but if you, you take my kids, I'm out. And she said in that moment, she stopped. And she was like, I heard God say, I know. I know. And she was like, wait, what? Wait, what? And she's like, he, yeah. She's like, and he's like, I know, because that's exactly what he had to endure. He had to lose his child mm. and watch his child suffer for something he didn't do while he's seeing all these little sinners, you know, living ungodly lives. And he's like, I know. And she goes, it dawned on me in that moment, like he knew my pain. He knew my heart. You know, he knew the broken, broken places and the hurt I was feeling and the fear of watching, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with my child and, and not wanting my child to go through pain. 
or do it alone. Cause she's like, that was the other part is as a mom, I'm like, I'm not even with her as she's going through this pain. And so anyways, but she was like, and then it dawned on me, like, what right do I have to call yeah. out God and say, well, if blah, blah, blah. She's like, when he's already gone through this, he knows exactly how I feel. And he's walking me through it. He's with me, walking me through it. So anyways, and then I, and then it hit me too that in that moment was on, while I'm watching that, I was like, okay, God, this is awkward. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hear I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow. that's, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Cause it's, it's true. But, um, so as, as we're continuing on, we've kind of talked a lot about what's in the Bible. Um, but I think as we, you know, what does it mean kind of interpretations? We've talked about a little bit of that, but what is, what do you think, I guess I'm trying to think about how to apply this, like jumping from applying it, interpreting it. But I think faith too, we've got to talk about works. You know, they say faith apart from works is dead. So what do you think that looks like? Um, that is in James, isn't it? I think so. I think it's in James three or no two. Sorry. My Bible's off to the side. No, you're fine. But I'll read it. I love that you know that. I love that you know it's in James. When you said it's in James, right? I don't know. I'm just saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, James two. I like how you describe James, by the way. Um, oh, I love James. When, you were like, James is like the real one, smack you down. He's like um, the big brother, right? He yeah. is, is he the big brother? I love it because when I read him, he's like, all right, get it together. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Like he's just, <laughs> and you're like, oh, sorry. I love him. He comes like hardcore about things. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love that. So James 2, 14, he talks, I mean, it's a whole bunch of verses. Um, what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works can faith save him if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them depart in peace be warned and filled but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body what does it profit thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead Love it. Um, yeah. And I have, um, so I have, I'll read, I have the ESV, so the English Standard Version. Um, and so mine says, faith without works. So let's see, it says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And it goes on to say, um, uh, there was one part in there where I was like, oh, it says even demons believe and shudder. Mm-hmm. So belief, yes, is good. It's great. But that does not, I mean, that's not faith alone. You know, you can't just believe. You have to act on it. You have to be obedient. That's like, that's the key word to me is obedience. Yeah. Obedience is the tangible thing. When God asks us to step out and do things, we do it. We do it right then and there. When yeah. um, God told Abraham to pack up your stuff and go, like mm-hmm. he got up the next morning and it says in the Bible, he, he rose early. Like he right. got up and got to it. Right. Um, well, and I think that leads into baptism. Why do people get baptized? 
because of faith show their faith so where are some where are some areas in your life where god has asked you to do something right recent or in the past and maybe you've your mind has tried to talk you out of it but you know you're just like no yeah obedient i'm gonna do it and you saw the fruit from it yeah i think i think there's so many places um you know little little things like uh tell that person that they're loved you know or tell that person tell that person you know go go talk to that person about me go talk to that person about god you know Mm. like and that's so that's so uncomfortable for me i'm not i'm not good at that yet so i i struggle i struggle with obedience when it comes to speaking to people about faith especially people and you know i don't like to talk to people in general i mean i am very bubbly but i don't you know i get nervous around people and so i normally don't talk to people in a big crowd that i don't know and so mm-hmm. hearing if god says hey go talk to that person about me that's hard for me but i will say like um I've done that a couple times. It felt really weird, but I've seen the fruits of that conversation. And sometimes you don't see the fruits of that. Sometimes they look at you and they're like, okay, or I don't believe in God, but thanks. But you know, you don't know. You have to have faith in that, that you just, you stood obedient with what God said to do and trust him and have faith, right? That you planted a seed and that God's going to work on that. That's not your Mm -hmm. job. Your job was just to be obedient. So I've seen that. um, Well, and that's... That's the thing with God too, is he, he doesn't give us a plan, right? No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't say, here, do this. And then all of these things are going to happen. He says, move. Mm -hmm. And through our obedience, like we just have to move. I think if God showed us the plans or told us the plans, we'd be like, "Mm, I ain't doing that because I have to go through all this adversity Mm -hmm. to get to the promise. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that, but it's the the stepping out in faith. That's what builds, yeah. That what builds you, and then and then mm-hmm. the cool thing is is when you build your faith, you know, is that that little seed. I have a long. I'm trying. I don't want to do a long story, but there was a uh, a thing at church where a lady was talking about that, and she was saying same thing, kind of similar situation where she felt God calling her out to talk to this guy. And she was like, it was a guy kind of new, didn't really know him very well. And she felt like God was like, go, you know, Holy Spirit. She felt Holy Spirit nudging her, like, go tell him that these three things like go. And, and it was like very loud in her ear. I've never experienced that. But she was like, it was very loud, these three things. And I was like, no, God, I don't want to do that. And she's like, and I, I fought it. And she's like, no, that's weird. I'm going to be weird. Like, I don't want to do that. And she said, she kept hearing it, kept hearing it. And, uh, and then one day she woke up and she had vivid dreams all night about those three things that she heard him say. And she woke up and God was like, do not get one foot out of this bed until you go and be obedient and tell that person these three things I said. And she was like, oh my gosh. And so she said she rolled out of bed. Um, she she knew somebody that knew that person. And so she she got that person you know, information or whatever and was able to find him to tell him. And she's like, I know this sounds really weird and I'm going to sound really awkward and I'm so sorry, but I feel like God told me I'm supposed to tell you these things. And she told him. She goes, and right there, he started crying and broke down. And he was talking with God himself and battling with stuff had gone home. Like I guess his parent had died or something and mm-hmm. his sister was alone and he had kind of struggled with, I need to quit school because they were in college. I need to quit school and go home and take care of my sister. Um, I think she was like 17 or something. And mm-hmm. he's like, so God, unless you give me a sign, I'm going home. I, I, I'm done. And the sign was what she said to him. 
because she said, she says, I'm supposed to tell you uh, that God's got it handled. He knows you're hurting, but he, it's all in his hand and he's going to take care of it. So just have faith, stay where you are. He's, he's on it. Just have faith. And, um, and so he said that that meant so much to him, but you know, but she goes on to say that she's done that many times now because she took those small little leaps of faith. Well, you know, that produced a, a faith in her. Yeah. Yeah. And then it in him. Yeah. Those moments created in her and in the people. Cause you know, he's going to share mm-hmm. that story. Yeah. Know, our so. act of obedience and faith can be seen through others. Right. Exactly. And it grows their faith. Yeah. I mean, for me, what really gets me is when people share their testimonies and, you know, I connect with people that way. Like when they talk about what they've gone through, their stories and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it grows my faith. Like I'm oh, yeah. able to connect to that story and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And sometimes that's the act of obedience. Sometimes God just wants you to share your faith, your, your testimony, like be vulnerable mm-hmm. and share. And I think that's where we're, here we are on a podcast. This is a huge act of obedience. You know, we felt called mm-hmm. to do this. Do we feel qualified? No. no. <laughs> you know, do I feel like I have anything to offer? Not really, but I felt called. You know, you felt mm-hmm. called, and so we're doing this. And if if anything comes from it, great. And if nothing, then it's been a really sweet time we've had together as friends in our Bibles, learning more about Christ and and walking that out. So, yeah, I think too. You know, the world makes this like it's not like your faith or your steps of obedience are always going to be these grand gestures like, Oh God moved in me and I did this, this, and this. There's little things Mm -hmm. that God is telling you to do. Like you said in the stories is, Hey, you know, go talk to that person Mm -hmm. or Hey, just, just smile at that person. Um, I've missed opportunities like that. Um, like I've been at church and you know, people in front of me in the pew, in front of me or they're not really pews anymore. There's just chairs. Um, but I'd see a lady and during praise and worship and she would, you know, just sit down in her chair and start crying. And I would hear, lay your hands on her and pray with her. And I'm like, no, that'd be weird. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not she'd probably be like, she'd probably like <laughs> slap me. Like, yeah. and I've like, I look back on that and I'm like, that was it. I, that was a missed yeah. opportunity to just be obedient to what God was asking me to do and I didn't take it. And I, I I sort of mourn for those things too. Like, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, give me the next opportunity because I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And this was like that, like that happened to me like two weeks ago. So like, these are things that I'm still Mm -hmm. like battling myself, just being obedient, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to get easier. The more we do this and the more we dig into the Bible and, you know, I know it's going to get easier. But I yeah. still think back on those times and I'm like, man, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, because it all and- it all builds around faith. I mean, I I've really struggled with sleeping. Like it's super mm-hmm. weird. But I just I just get scared. And I have since I was a little kid and I don't sleep well by myself. Like I just don't. I always it's probably too many scary movies. But it dawned on me um that that too is a lot. I mean, all of it goes back to lack of faith. Because either I believe God, I I believe that God is going to take care of me. I believe, you know, that he's working everything out for my good, despite Mm -hmm. what it may look like to me or despite the timing of it, or I don't, you know what I mean? And so it's like, either I stand on that firm foundation or I don't. And so it all goes back to, you know, faith in what God says and what God does. And, 
And that's the kind of, I've been wrestling with that of like, okay, why are you still scared at sleeping? Like God says, you do not fear, you know, like I've, I've been, I've been keeping my Bible open by my bed side. Um, and I hope it doesn't sound like to everyone listening. I hope it doesn't sound like we're, I'm so, you know, like I'm just the, you know, trying to be the perfect Christian. That's not the case, but I'm like, how can I just, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep and I'm, I'm filled with fear. I've started, instead of just sitting there and looking at my phone and scrolling, I've started like reading my Bible, you know, for that reassurance, you know, for that faith building of like, I'm not alone. I don't have to sit in this by myself. And that's really helped. That's, that's probably the, the best practical way I can think of to, for you or for other people to grow their faith is when Mm -hmm. you're struggling with that, um, opening your Bible and letting God speak to you through the, the pages, mm-hmm. oh, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. let it, let it inspire you. You've told me multiple times, you know, I don't, I still don't like hear God, but then you mm-hmm. would tell me a story about how, Oh, I was feeling this way. And then I opened my Bible and I just happened to land on this verse. And I'm like, that's God. Yeah, no. Like and that's, that's, that's what I've had to work out. Cause you're right. Like I didn't hear, you know, some people talk about, Oh, well God spoke to me and said, I'm like, Oh, do you have his number? Like how do, how do I get a hold of him? I'm I've been trying to get a hold of that he's guy. He's in my favorites. Yeah, he's in my yeah. I'm like so I do think God speaks to us differently, and for me, it's through song. You mm-hmm. know, there's songs that just pop in my head out of nowhere where I'm like, oh, and it applies exactly where it needs to. And then just getting in the Word and and reading and going, okay, I see you, I hear you, God. And it's those sweet moments. Um, and and some people may say, well, yeah, but how do you know? Well, it's called faith. You know, it's it's faith in the unseen. It's faith in the unconfirmed um, and believing what God says is true. But again, through small acts of obedience, we see God's goodness. We see God's faithfulness and we trust. Mm-hmm. So as we kind of close it up, I guess we've got a couple of other things. We talked about how we can, um, you know, I guess practical examples of what uh, faith looks like in our day-to-day life. I would really encourage anybody listening or struggling with this, just just read, read your, read your Bible, um, pray about it, get in fellowship with other, you know, Christ believers um, and talk through it. Some of the best time, you know, best ways to do that is to talk through it. And we would love to hear your comments in, in commentary. So if this is something that speaks to you, I know we'll post this on our Instagram account, but um, feel free to comment um, or email us. What is our email? How can you get a hold of us, Krista? Do you remember? Yes, our email is or no, it's let's get salty podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, underscore at gmail.com. Yes. So if you want to share kind of your thoughts on faith or anything that you think we should talk about in the future, um, we would love to hear your thoughts. Where are we going? What is what is next time, Krista? So the next principles, we're gonna combine uh baptism and the laying on of hands. Um which Baptism, you know, it's to me, it's a declaration of your faith going down into the water and coming up a new, a new creation. Um, And then the laying on of hands, I think, will dive deeper into Holy Spirit um, and what the laying Mm -hmm. on of hands means or signifies. Um, And yeah, and then we'll kind of close out the series with um, the resurrection and eternal judgment. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, we said we were going to talk about some stuff, but we did not. So we, 
We did good. I'm surprised we didn't talk about that. But um, I did see this really quick. I want to throw in there before we go. Um, faith is waiting. It's something we wrote down, um, but it says faith is waiting in patience. So sometimes uh, faith means waiting. And that yeah. is okay. Um, it's God's time, not our time. And so sometimes your your testament of faith is waiting and being content in the waiting and knowing that God is going to take care of whatever it is you know, that's going on. So if you're in that time of, of things not working out or stuff being hard and you're like, Lord, make a way, like how much longer, you know, there, there is faith. He grows our faith in the waiting too. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes the hardest, but you know, just, just praying for anybody out there that's listening and they're still in that, that time of hardship. Um, just, just keep on keeping on stay, keep in the Bible, get some people around you to do, you know, to fellowship with, and know that that God is working and you're waiting and that is growing your faith and he is preparing you for something. So, Amen. and if that's you comment, right? Comment and email us and let us know so that we can share your story. We would love to have you be a part of our, our podcast. So, Amen. um, anywho, so we recapped, we talked about it. We have talked about where we're going and I think that's it. So Krista, do you want to pray us out and we will see y'all next time? Yes. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you next time for baptism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you.